We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Party. It's a shade before 11 p.m. on Friday, December 23rd. For those of you listening at a later date, before we get this party kicked off, I wanted to make note of the fact that uh, in your podcast feed, not only is there a post-game show with Josh Bow and I, I recorded a show with a friend of mine, Damon Rangula, who is a Lakers superfan, kind of a Los Angeles area superfan. We talked, you know, Lakers, Mavericks, um, just kind of had a nice conversation for, for about a half hour today. Really smart guy, level-headed guy, fair Lakers fan, which, you know, not the easiest thing to find in the world. So if you guys uh, would be able to go give that a listen, I would really appreciate it. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's, let's get this started, though. For those of you who are listening live, you well know that the Dallas Mavericks just defeated the Houston Rockets 112 to 106. My man Luke in the chat says his first ever Mavs game and Luca drops 50. That is what happened. Luke, that's outstanding. Um, Man, what a fun game for you. Uh, I was only able to catch the second half of this, and as I just kind of admitted to Josh Bowe, I didn't realize that Luca had that many points. And, you know, Luca had 17 in the fourth quarter, which helps a lot. But I didn't realize he had had scored 30 up until that point. I didn't realize that the box score was kind of as wonky as it was. Um you know, you don't really love Luca needing 50 points to defeat the Rockets, but, you know, you also don't want to lose to the Rockets. So it was a, was a pretty damn fun game uh, when you consider it in a nutshell. So here's the thing, guys. I'm wiped. I always try to do one of these. Let's, uh, let's talk with uh, as many people as we can get up here. I probably want to get out of here in under about a half hour, though. I hope you guys don't mind. So why don't you come up here ready to talk, ready to give your take, ready to to either talk about this game or look ahead to the next game. I don't really care. We can talk about whatever you guys want because, uh, 
you know, we've not had a lot of, of, of victories in December that are really fun to celebrate. And, you know, Luca 50 points and having a good time, I, I think that's worth celebrating. So coming up first, we got my guy, Chris. Chris, hey, what's Kurt, up? How's it going? It's good. It's good. That was uh, an entertaining performance. And watching the game, I'm starting to think that Frank Nelikina is the reincarnation of Rodrick Bobois. Remember him? <laughs> yes, but this is a ridiculously spicy take. Go with it. <laughs> it just they're both passive players. I mean, uh, I don't really remember Roddy uh, B just making all these mistakes on the the traveling and the 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 bad pat that bad pass that Frank did. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, just a lot of just stupid mistakes. Just. Uh, yeah, out of out of bounds and then traveling. Like, there's just too many mistakes. He's just not an NBA player. It's very frustrating to see him on the floor. But with all the injuries, I mean, they had McKinley Rat out there. They had. I'm surprised they didn't give Tyler Dorsey some burn. But um, I don't know. What do you think about uh, since we're like all these injuries, getting some more G League players in, like a kind of like last year when we had that COVID. You know, we had to just had these random players just be on the team for a little while. So they had some exceptions going on with that. Um, that Due to kind of the collective bargaining agreement, they can only have, you know, a certain number of players rostered. Then there's the two-way players. That's kind of the max you can bring up. They made some special exceptions in the two COVID years that they cannot do. Now, there is something of note. Uh, my man Brian Zillum wrote a piece about this right as Maxie got hurt that I think is worth considering. I don't know the dates. I should know the dates off the top of my head by now. But if Maxi is out for the remainder of the season, the Mavericks probably need to get a hurry on announcing that and mm. figuring that out. And then they could file for a, I want to think it's called the disabled player exception, DPE. And they, there's something along the lines of where they could bring somebody in for up to half of what Maxi was making this year. I think I have that right. Again, I'm sorry. I'm really tired. Oh, you're good. Um, you're good. But that's the sort of thing that they, that's about the only thing they could do to add anyone to this. God, I that's, just wish we could find a diamond in the rough. I don't even care if it's a known player because it seems like when we play bad teams, we get beat by unknown players anyway. So, um, well, what they could do, what they could do is shuffle players out of their two way contracts. Those contracts, if they, if, you know, I think they're fully guaranteed. So they would have to pay out either McKinley Wright uh, or um, our other guy and bring in someone else on a two way deal. But I'm just, I, I, I tell you, man, having gone to those G League games, as much fun as they are, there's like a clear talent disparity. Like there's, there's not a lot of guys hanging out in the G League that you're like, oh, I'm going to go pull that guy up to get minutes because yeah. McKinley Wright's like really fun. He's really fun in the G probably one of the more he just rolls the game and then he gets up and and you know he just looks like he's playing a different class of athlete. yeah and i liked his energy in the in the beginning the first half it was doing good but the fact that yeah luke made 50 points and we only won by two possessions i mean we actually lucked out a little bit because tim hardaway missed all of his threes he took seven seven threes missed them all reggie bolt got injured but yeah he only made one three Christian Wood made one three. I mean, you this a, is you want to hear very... a wild ass stat, man. This is a wild. Well, I'm, I'm actually looking at the box bar, and I don't remember. <laughs> Luca, Luca had ten assists, right? Yeah. Outside of Luca, the Mavericks only made nineteen field goals. Oh. So that means there were nine field goals in the entire game that Luca had nothing to do with. 
Uh, and you know what about going against the Rockets and even this game, I really felt like we're giving them confidence. Like in the next two times we play them in the next week, 10, 10 days. I mean, they're, they think that they can, I mean, they've already beaten us once. I mean, yeah. we've already given them confidence when we're starting out slow. You're giving those bad teams confidence. And it feels like the rest of the game is just like they hang around or well, if not, they're winning by so six. They played pretty good in the first half, considering how we've seen them start games where they fell asleep at the wheel third was quarter. Yeah. third quarter. And a lot of that, if I'm honest, falls to Luca. Now, Luca ended up having an incredible game. But if you go through, like, play-by-play and the ESPN box score, Luca did not take a shot. For, well, he ended up taking seven in the quarter. But he was trying to get guys involved, and guys weren't making shots, and then they weren't able to play good defense. So. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, rush, just stupid shots. And I just don't like it when, yeah, Luca is – doing his thing and everybody else stands around and just watches him. It's, it's, uh, oh my God, I don't really, what do you think? I mean, you probably get this question all the time. It's just, we're in a very tough spot as far as like, okay, we need to make a trade, but mm. there's some, we're very limited and we, you don't want to lift those restrictions. I mean, we want to get through this whole Porzingis trade, um, you know, the thing that we owe them or whatever, but I mean, do you think there's anything realistic in the next month or so, or before the trade deadline that, it's a good I mean, question. Is it kind of rumored, or I mean, so I recommend over the long over the weekend. You know, hopefully you get Monday off. Listen to uh, the Hoop Hoop Collective on ESPN. Tim McMahon kind of addresses this head on, not to spoil it per se, but he says that he thinks there's there's pressure to make some kind of deal to improve the team. I don't know yeah. what that means. It scares the shit out of me. If I'm <laughs> Um, something's got to be something's got to be done but you can't like you know you make that one move where it's like okay th- this is it I mean it's either I mean he's, he's a his first year of his five five year I mean you can't make a a massive move where it's like you're you're stuck like you're handcuffed on what you can't do anything in the future I mean like you were mentioning before so I don't know I don't know but all I know is they've got winnable games coming up that's right I honestly think that that like so I, I went on a little mini rant in, in the, the podcast I just recorded with Josh Bo about this, but I'll do it again. If this team is good, you know, because there's lots of strong takes that this team is good, the data back up, that they should be better than they are. If they are, you know, they're ninth, they're, they're ninth in net rating right now, which is to say that they, they should probably be like all things equal. They're like the ninth best team in the league by their net rating. That's what that means. Okay. If they're as good as they seem to think that they are, the rest of the games they play in the calendar year 2022, they should win. That's my opinion. Yeah. Uh, not it, a, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, it, it's just, a. Um, I think uh, lately they're like 80%. I don't know how, from how many games. I was just looking at some uh, graphic um, when I was watching the game that we're like 80% from the free throw line as a team. So, I mean mm. – that is that has helped out. I mean, because uh, there was like at least five, six games. I mean, we're talking about not missing three or four free throws. We're talking about missing what six, eight, ten free throws, if not more. I mean, there was one that one game. Six was it four, sixteen missed free throws. It was against the Bucks. I mean, it's just real bad. Is what ridiculous. But right now we're in the eighth spot. Uh, Portland is on a three game losing streak, so they they just dropped down to nine. I mean, we're, we're yeah, we're like one game behind the Jazz, but they're on a two game winning streak. So I mean, we're we're, we're in a good spot, and we've got these winnable games coming up. I, I can forgive though if we play the Knicks and we lose against them because you know Brunson's got to have a revenge game. We've already beaten the Knicks, but Lakers, Rockets twice again, and then the, the Spurs. You, you got to win. You got to win five out of six games. 
Sure. All those, I mean, we just won tonight. So, I mean, I think we ha- we got a good setup, but I don't know. We're an injured, injured team right now. That just, it kind of concerns me, but Luca's just going to have to go nuclear. <laughs> so, I, I mean, it, it might really be that basic. Yeah. Um, I just and, wish and these other guys could get their wide open freaking shots, man. Like, well, I appreciate you getting us started, buddy. Yes, sir. Have a good night. Right. Talk soon. All right. Let's go with Brandon. How are we doing, my guy? Give Brandon a second here. Sorry about that. That's all right. What's up? Not much, man. Uh, I was I was actually listening um, on League Pass on the – it's blacked out. I'm down here in Houston, uh, and it's blacked out. Uh, so I had to listen on League Pass, and they were talking about uh, – uh, Dirk going to the Hall of Fame, and um, I, I just want to say good for him. You know, uh, that dude's really good, and you know he put in a lot of work. You know, his body is kind of a testimony of the work that he put in to to get to where he's at. And just thinking back to, um, you know, his rookie season, um, they had a terrible roster. You know, <laughs> God, man, even all the way up to man, even after after they won a championship and Tyson left, you could slowly see the see the decline in talent. And like you say all the time, they just held on to players, but you know, um aside of injuries, that dude, you know, he, he stayed he stayed dedicated to the Mavericks and, you know, that dude's kinda like a testimony of of what, you know, him, Larry Bird, guys that just really gritted it out till they couldn't play no more, you know, pretty much testimonies of of what uh of what you can be. This is a this is a pro Dirk podcast and surprising news to everyone in the chat. Um I am always happy to talk Dirk. This so he's getting a statue Saturday. He is going to be, you know, he's he's up for Hall of Fame class, but he's a first ballot guy. He's a, you know, it, it on the one hand it makes me sick that he's going in with Dwayne Wade, on the other hand I kind of like yeah. the symmetry of it. That's a really special Hall of Fame class like uh our guy Xavier, who was in here the other night, asked if if anybody from Mavs Moneyball wanted to go to Springfield for the Hall of Fame induction. I don't even know how to go about doing that, but that sounds amazing. This class, like, it, this class that's going in, is like an all timer group because it's you have these guys that were drafted from sort of like '96 to 2003. There's just so many good players in that section, and, it, and it's like guys that are you know. Dirk's probably the last one to retire. You know, you've already seen like Timmy Duncan go in. We've seen, you know, KG go in. It's, it's really impressive. And, um, you know, I don't know who will be the headliner. Um, I suspect it will be Dirk, which will probably chap Dwayne Wade's ass, um, mm-hmm. which just is one, one thing, even though Dwayne Wade is kind of technically he won more championships, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. This is this it's, it's really fun to to talk about Dirk and to, you know, it's, you get to this point and, and, you know, you're, you're older than you've watched more Mavs than I have, but one of the things that I think is going to be difficult for us old heads to explain to youth is what Dirk was like when he was prime early Dirk. And what I mean by that is night, like basically 2000 to 2004 Dirk, who was an unreal athlete. I mean, he was he was so fat, like twitchy, great hips. Some of the dunks that he had in those times, I think, really get overlooked. Um, I just I love like talking about Dirk and how like the different stages of his game, you know, came about. It's I'm I'm really pleased for him. I love hearing him talk now um, because so many pro athletes seem to approach 
like there's regret in their voice. Like Barkley, every time Barkley talks, there's an element of regret in what he's talking about. Some slight bitterness that he didn't get to do all the things that he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I think Dirk Nowitzki is retiring a man who uh, feels like he gave everything he could and got everything he could out of his time. He left everything on the floor. Yeah, I mean, every time he played. And if you remember, like you said, during that time, he came in kind of wired, but that dude just started putting on weight. And I mean, they couldn't body him. You know, at first he was kind of, he was, he was kind of feeling, you know, I think getting kind of used to the league, but then when he started putting on weight, I mean, man, they couldn't stop. I was, I was just thinking, man, if people talk about if if you could get somebody the last shot, would it be Steph Curry or Kareem? I'm like, man, you got to throw two more people in there. You got to throw Larry Bird and and Dirk in there. If you're going to give somebody the last shot, cause um, one of the most clutch players of all time, like Kobe took an ass ton of shots, but Dirk hit a ton. He was a remarkably clutch player. And, you know, some of that's like noise because there's not enough volume. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it, the results are still there. And my goodness, I just, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to, you know, somebody in the chat said, I, I think 06 Dirk was prime Dirk. That was 06 Dirk was like the combination of powers. But when I was thinking of it, what I meant was like early Dirk doesn't get like people, you see these youth that refer, this is just a shooter. Right. Like, Dirk in today's game would cook with gas because he would be a he was a hell of a ball handler. He'd put the ball on the floor more and shoot more threes. Dirk shot almost no threes during the Avery Johnson era because Avery didn't want him to. Mm-hmm. And this is like you just mentioned, one of the best shooters of all time. When they show those like who was the best shooter from particular areas of the floor, Dirk owns the entire 15-foot circle going around the entire key. It's nuts. He's just, he's such an impactful player. Uh, you know, the, the shot that he does is like, you know, Kevin Durant adopted it. LeBron adopted it. It's just like, that's impact. Dirk really mattered. And I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm so grateful we got to watch him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, he was, what makes Dirk so much of a legend? I mean, to players, I think is because he came in during the transition after the 96 bull era it was still some, you know, it was still those era, even that team was broken up, it was still those era players. He played against the greats then. Um, he played against the greats during his time. And then as he retired, he was playing with, you know, the next set of greats right there. So that's three different, I guess you could say, generations of basketball that kind of, you know, respected his skills. But Absolutely. I mean, there was a story, one of the most traffic stories in Mavs Moneyball history was Josh Bowe doing this aggregation. This Jordan from a time ago like it's probably 10 years ago at this point but jordan saying that dirk was one of like four players from like that era of basketball that he thought could play in the 90s because he thought wow. dirk was tough as nails it's crazy. that's crazy you don't you don't ever hear jordan say anything good about him i mean and and one more thing it's kind of i guess his highest point would be you know the championship that's the pinnacle um, but then I, I would have to debate kind of his lowest points if it would be the blowout, you know, in the playoffs or if it's just getting ran off the courts by the by the Spurs every year. And if I had to pick, I would say his lowest point would be losing to the Spurs because, I mean, they just had Dallas number for years. And I could be wrong, but I believe it was like maybe 16 straight games or something that the Mavericks had lost to, to San Diego mm-hmm. during that mm-hmm. streak. Oh, man. Well, I love talking Dirk. Thank you for uh, for making me talk, Dirk. We were I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, like you said, go Mass. Take care, man. All right, take care. Merry Christmas, and 
all that good stuff. Um, I do want to read this because I went and found the story. Um, let's see here. It was from ESPN's Wright Thompson. Uh, and this was from a long, it was Michael Jordan turning 50, which would have been almost 10 years ago. Okay, so 2013 is the story. And this is, I'm just going to read it verbatim. Jordan plays his new favorite trivia game, asking which current players could nearly be successful in his era. Our era, he says over and over again, calling modern players soft, coddled, and ill-prepared for the highest level of the game. This is personal to him, since he'll be compared to this generation, and since he has to build a franchise with this generation's players. I'll give you a hint, he says. I can only come up with four. He lists them. LeBron, Kobe, Tim Duncan, Dirk Nowitzki. Just love that. That that thing did bananas traffic for our site. It was so funny because it's just like putting Michael Jordan SEO. Um, all right, team. Unless anybody else didn't really have much because, you know, it's celebrating a 50-point win the way, you know, Luca did it. Uh, shout out to the man hitting his free throws. Big, big, uh, big fan of that. I'm probably going to call this one a little bit early because it doesn't seem like we have the juice. Um, like I mentioned the show there's there's two podcasts in your feed already from like the past 24 hours i hate doing that but i needed to get my friend domin up there uh the laker laker fan we had a good conversation josh and i had a post-game conversation you're gonna have this one in your feed now the day game on christmas day 1 30 p.m local uh time means that we should have shows which we'll have our regular post-game show my wife might kill me I don't know when I'm going to do this show. If there's juice for this, if there's like actual interest in doing this on Christmas, I will host one. Um, but if like this, you know, if it's like this particular show where we have 75, 80 people in here in the, in the live room, um, give or take, you know, but if we don't really have the questions and maybe we'll just, we'll, we'll call it short. Let me know um, what you guys want. Shoot me DMS. If you want me to host a show, I'm, you know, if you can't do it, you know, it's the middle of the day on Christmas. I don't blame anybody for not being able to do it. I mean, I'm going to get in trouble for doing it, but I also have made kind of a, um, oh yeah, that's a good Chris in the chat says, if they win, do one. Um, I've just, you know, I've kind of made it my brand to do this every show regardless because showing up is half the work. Um, all right, guys, thanks so much for hanging out. Please check out Mavs Moneyball. We got some good stuff up and we'll have more good stuff. Uh, <laughs> Tom Burns says, think of us Aussie listeners. Well, it's, it's great. You know, I, I, I kind of think I have to do it because with these day games, we also get the non, I see my man, uh, Matei down there in the chat, like the, the, and, and he's going to love this, but we get our non crazy Slovenians who don't stay up all night. Like they will join for, for these things. Um, or, uh, I don't know. I'll probably host one. I can't help myself. Everybody be good. Enjoy Christmas Eve. Enjoy Christmas if you're celebrating those who are celebrating Hanukkah. You know, just just be with the people who uh, who matter to you. Um, and you know, I'm grateful for all of you. And thank you so much. And we will talk uh, talk in a couple of days. Go Maps. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's 
magical. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.